podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Rangers Rabble. Before we get to the content, I'd just like to let you know about a brand new sponsor that we have, Rangers Pools. For every pound that you spend, you help support the building of the new Edmiston House. And if you sign up with the code Rangers Rabble Podcast, you're also helping the podcast as well. So, Wolf, I know that you've used Rangers Pools before. I have indeed, Mark. I use it every week. I've got um, two two lines on the direct debit. Um, I play every week. It's it's very it's very easy to navigate. You just um, just go on, make yourself an account, go on to the, go on to the pools page. You can either do it weekly or as I do, just with a standard order of numbers. It's from memory. I think it's t- t- ten. The first ten number, first ten games you think are going to be scored draws in the coupon every week, but. Football's, football's that random. I just said, right, I'll just, that'll be 10 numbers, that'll be 10 numbers. There's my, there's my £2 every week and let's just see what happens. We'll see, there you go. So it's, it's dead easy to use. And of course, if you do sign up uh, in the support of Branch Agency, if you just put in Rangers Rabble Podcast, you're helping support Rangers, support the building of the new Edmiston House, but you're also helping to support the Rangers Rabble Podcast. So thank you very much and I hope you enjoy the content. Hello and welcome along to another Rangers Rabble podcast brought to you in association with CAMS. Um, I'm Martin Douglas and today I am joined by Derek McMillan, Scott Cameron and Ross Clark. Guys, thanks for coming along. Derek, I know you were on the live match reaction last night, so thank you for doing a double shift. Um, One each with St Johnston in the Cup, we're now out the Scottish Cup. We're out the Betfred Cup, but of course we are still league champions. Cami, I will come to you first. How are you feeling this morning after the night before? Uh, I think, as as I said before we went on, I've went through the the sort of emotions last night, very angry, uh, gutted when I woke up this morning, sort of worked my way way through it. Uh, Frustration, to be honest with you, that's the overriding... um, the overriding emotion, to be honest with you. We got ourselves into a winning position last night without playing uh, particularly well. Should, man- should manage the game, see, see it's through, you're in the heart for the last four. Sim- simple as that, but um, we shot ourselves in the shot ourselves in the foot. Shot ourselves in the foot, Ross. That's twice in cup competitions now this season we've shot ourselves in the foot. We'll come to the game, obviously, in a wee bit more detail in, in, in a wee bit, but and there was a kind of argument in the group chat this morning. Um, some of us are a bit more angry than others, but I just hope that doesn't start to become a pattern under Gerard in cup competitions. I don't think it will. Um, I think, well, I'm saying that you you fought last season getting kicked out, and then you fought since uh, getting kicked out earlier this season. We would have. I don't know, man. I just thought that once we got what, well, obviously we've not got our hands on silverware yet, but the elation, I went in the league and stuff. I thought that would have spurred the zone, and I just, I didn't see, I didn't see any way that we were only going to win the Scottish Cup because the consistency with which we've played and and having that wee bit of fire in the belly, and we've transformed for a team who had no winners to now a team that everybody in it's won something. Do you know what I mean? And, and took the praise that goes with that. So I was hoping that 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 good. That good feeling would would live on um, for the rest of the season, but obviously it wasn't to be. I think Derek, um, and you can probably tell by my my demeanour uh, today that I'm not in the best frame of mind. Um, I think I I had a bit of that, like what Ross is saying there. I assumed that we were just going to go and win the Scottish Cup and make it a double, and obviously we haven't managed that. I'd say, maybe honest, I thought. I honestly thought we played Celtic last week to, for the, the right to win the trophy. And mm-hmm. um, to go out in the manner as we did last night was disappointment, disappointing. I'm, I'm kind of like Cammy. I've had a bit more time to reflect on it. I'm feeling a lot better today than I did my depressive state on the on the live last night. Um, what this team has achieved is is nothing short of you know extraordinary this season. And, and, and that come May 15th when I left that trophy, I might feel a bit better. But there was a real chance for us to go on winning trophies is a habit, isn't it? You know, you, you win one, you should be winning your second, you should be dying to get your third and 
just all round disappointment. We've not managed to not managed to do that. But I mean, it's I seen on Twitter somebody saying it's took the shine off the season. That's that couldn't be further for the truth. You know, we wanted fifty five. We've got fifty five, and you know, once the dust settles, maybe in three or four days, you know, we'll be thankful for that. But yeah, it's it's hard to take. It definitely is hard to take. I don't know if it so much took the shine off the season. I mean, it, it took the shine off of my bedtime last night. You know, <laughs> it was it was a difficult one to go to sleep. Um, obviously, like you say, once we lift that trophy, that final game of the season, I so whatever we lift that trophy, we'll forget about this for the time being. Um, so Ross, where did it all go wrong last night? Um, it all went wrong. We, I thought, um, the the team selection for the start. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Get up. I gave right his chance. He's the person who's came on and changed games and looked hungry. Um, we spoke a bit about Hadji uh, and Aribo. Aribo last week playing wide right against Celtic, done the business. Then last night he's back in that midfield three. Mm-hmm. We've spoke about it. I've done three or four podcasts now, and every time we speak about Aribo being in that three and us getting overrun. And St Johnson were always going to pack, uh, pack the midfield. Um, so I thought we we went wrong there, and then obviously. We've, we've came up against a goalie who was in inspired form. Do you know what I mean? He said the, the game of his life. Um, and you can't, as much as it pains me to say it, because I wanted Rangers to go through, you can't take that away from him. Do you know what no, I mean? My brother, Moy, he was outstanding. Um, but again, Kamara, Kamara's got to score. He half arses the shot, he hits right down Xander's throat. Morelos, a free header, three yards out of the back post. Xander would have scored it as he proved later on. Do you know what I mean? Morelos has got to be finishing their chances Aye. and no giving them a chance. But I've seen a lot of people saying where it went wrong the day as well. Uh, Kane should have been sent off, Wotherspoon's them. See, that's all refereeing issues. The issue we had was we should have been Martin Xander. We should have had somebody on the back post. We should have. We 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 were switched off. We thought the game was done when Tav scored, and it came back to bite us on the arse again. Similar to the way it's done in Europe, the games we've lost goals and against St Mirren. I know we'll come to the referee in a wee minute because you know refereeing decisions do change games. There's no getting away from that. Yep. But Cammy, like, like Ross has said, there we had enough chances, and I understand that that Xander had a good game, but I've kind of felt as if. Most of the attempts at him. There was a couple of really good saves, don't get me wrong, but most of the attempts were straight at him. Yeah, I can, listen, they were all saves I would expect a, a good keeper to make, but to go back to the, the team selection, I think we had probably planned on Scott Arfield playing as part of the midfield three. I genuinely don't believe that Hadji and Aribo would have been uh, part of the starting 11. We don't have any other alternative mid- midfield options other than... Uh, Aribo dropping in there, which we've, we've, we've done to death. Um, but to be honest, we, we, we created three or four guilt-edge chances. You know, I mean, Morelos off the post, and our time it hits inside the post, it goes in. The header, uh, the keeper has the save. If he goes near post instead of the, the other way, it goes in. Uh, but the, the, you've got yourself in it. The last minute of extra time, into a winning position, great ball in for Aribo, great header for Tav. Manage the game. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't even be a case of like the goalie comes up for the for the corner. There's about four or five incidents prior to that that it shouldn't even get to the position where we're defending a corner. You know, it's uh, it's, it's criminal, you know, and I think the biggest frustration for me is I we've, we've got knocked out, but we have made this mistake on multiple occasions. Not just this season, we've done it across the last two or three seasons, and that for, for me, for for the work that Michael Beale and the performance analysts and and, and everybody does, Auckland uh, Howie. I'm sure that they're analysing that, but ultimately, it's players that are responsible for. Picking up a man, standing on the post, a goalkeeper actually coming off his line and trying to take the to take the cross when it comes in. You know, at the end of the day, the manager and the coaching staff can do so much. Players are responsible for what they do and what they don't do on the pitch. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And and, and Derek and look, Ross will tell me if I'm wrong here, but but Derek, Xander Clark's what six foot three, six foot four, six, built, six foot six. Mm-hmm. Right, built like a shit brick house. Why is nobody even attempting to mark him in the middle of the six yard box? 
<laughs> no idea. <laughs> I, just no idea. I, I just don't understand so, it. The only rational thing I can think of is you get your, your coaching instructions who you're picking up and the goalie's not on it. But for me, that's got to come down to a wee bit of responsibility by Alan McGregor uh, and say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I know, Hollander, you might be down to pick up Chris Kane or whatever it was, or Kane, but you know what? You go, you're our best header of the ball. Go and mark the goalkeeper. He's right in the middle of the goals. It's not as mm-hmm. if he's he's not a threat. So I think maybe it's just a bit of overcoaching. You know, he's not on our our plan, so therefore we're going to just leave him. Did mm-hmm. McGregor fancy himself to win it against them as well, maybe? I don't know, but there was just... As soon as I seen him going up, you know, and every time a goalie goes up, you're thinking, oh my God, here we go, they're going to cause all sorts of problems. But someone on that pitch has got to take leadership. As soon as that this goalkeeper goes over, the Tom Coulson should be out and telling him somebody's marking him, you know, and if that's pulling a guy from somewhere, from staying up or whatever, you just do what you need to do. You're 30 seconds away from going into a Scottish Cup semi-final, you do what needs done. I just think maybe a bit of over-coaching has happened there. Or maybe McGregor's fancied himself to, to win a punch against Xander Clark. But, listen, as, as Ross rightly said, and Scott, and Cammy's mentioned it as well, so I've got Scott in the brain after last night. <laughs> um, but it's basically, you know, there's we shouldn't be conceding corners after Tav scores that header. It's uh, We should be getting the ball off St. Johnson straight from kick-off and we should be keeping it. And that was a problem for the first whistle last night. We didn't do that well enough. We didn't move the ball. We didn't keep it. We didn't make four, three or four passes unless I'm forgetting something. It just all around wasn't good enough, mate. And to lose that goal was disappointing the way we did and we can overanalyse all day. But let's be honest about it, we were pretty much rotten from the first whistle to the last whistle and, and that's why we, we are where we are today. So Ross, why were we rotten then? Um, Is it just a case of the majority of players had an off day? Did they think we were going to win? What's the reasons do you feel as to why we were awful? How many off days have we had? I said earlier on, how many off days have we had since we won the league and McGregor's pulled us out a hole? Or McGregor's been man of the match probably three or four out of the last six or seven games. Mm-hmm. So that tells me in itself that there's... I know there's going to be a drop-off when you win the league and that euphoria and you've no... But especially last week you beat Celtic. You can't tell me that, that you're not buzzing to go and win the cup for there, do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know why. Um, as I say last night, does it maybe come down to desire? See what we're talking about? We're expecting to go on and win trophies. I said it in the, the pre-match, uh, the post-match for the Sir John's game day. They've just off the back of winning a trophy and all. So they had their tails up. They've felt that success have gone up at hand and collecting a trophy and and it's only a wee turn up there, do you know what I mean? So they, they'll go down in folklore up in St. John's and I don't know whether whether they wanted it more than us last night. That's what it seemed like to me, watching it. Uh, I said last night, extra time, it felt like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that we were going to win at any point, which is probably the opposite of what's felt for the majority of the season. I've always fancied to get to get something, but St. Johnson, for me, were that yard sharper than us, and that, mm-hmm. that's unacceptable. What's what something that for me is, you see the, the video that's come out today for Behind the Goal, Chris Kane's five foot ten. He's no bigger than me. Barisic's goal side him, and then Kane gets in between Barisic and McGregor. And Barisic and McGregor are that busy trying to wrestle with him that Barisic ends up wrong side him out with, out with the frame of the goals and leaves Kane with tapping. Why are we even getting involved? Why he's he's not the biggest player on the park as you say. Zander's six foot six, standing in the middle of the box, and we've got two people wrestling a wee guy at five foot ten who's not mm-hmm. even in the play at that point. I don't understand what we were doing. Yeah, I, I I genuinely think complacency is uh, a, a a big issue. I think that there is that attitude that we are just going to walk on the park, um, and the old adage is you have to you have to do the hard work to actually get the to get the rewards. And I, I think uh, Derek McInnes, I think it might have been there was somebody certainly on the panel last night made reference to working harder off the ball. And I don't think we worked hard enough off the ball uh, to actually make it difficult for 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 a for a well organised side. Callum Davidson's done a done a great job, and I think uh, we are we are a limited resource and what have you. But rain, the only people that will stop Rangers being successful are Rangers and Rangers players. We have the we have the best players. Listen, we're we're. There's a lot of analysis going on, and this player's no good, and that player's no good. 
the overriding factor is we have the best squad in Scottish football, but our attitude and our application has to be spot on in every game or we will come unstuck. It's happened. That's happened twice in the two competitions. If you don't work hard and your your attitude is, I'm just going to go out in this park and I'm going to we're we're going to do the business. There's too many players are already without naming. There's too many players have already switched off and they're actually mm-hmm. lying on the beach at the end of the season. You know, and okay. that's that has been since the the the, the sixth of March, seventh of March, whatever whatever date it was. You know, it's. Uh, and I, I think the manager's going to have some uh, some hard conversations, I think, to have, because I think there's, there's a few of them. I think I'll uh, need to come back pre-season and uh, show that they actually want to be Rangers players and Rangers starting players. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And Derek, is there a worry now that um, if that kind of form continues and we maybe scrape a couple of 1-0 wins, we maybe even get beat or draw going into the end of the season... And we've seen it happen before with other teams in other leagues that that form carries into next season. I, I mean, it's a, it is a worry, right? Of course, it is. You know, it's a possibility that we could we could lose. You know, it's it's, it's hard games that we've got in, in the running. However, it should be enough to lift us. The fact that we can go for an undefeated season. We've got Celtic on sun, uh, Sunday, so if they can't go up for it, then there's something wrong there. It doesn't matter if you're playing them for a meaningless game or a cup final. You should be treating it the same. I just think that um, I think we need. We've seen last night when Arfield and Jack are missing. We lack a bit of aggressiveness. We lack a mm-hmm. bit of um, depth as well. And I know Aribo didn't work in there, but I mean, who else could we have played there? You know, there was no one available for me to, to, to play there. So I think in the summer, Gerard's got a few difficult conversations with players because. You know, to to chuck it, chuck, chuck your hand in in March. Let's Cammy saying it's not acceptable. A club like ours and one out of nine trophies isn't acceptable. And it's not just one out of nine; it's one out of however many when we were down the league. So, Gerard, but the good thing is, is Gerard knows that. Gerard's mm-hmm. post-match press conference, he said that he will not accept it. He will not accept people taking days off. Um, and I'm sure he'll sort it in the summer, and he'll sort it by signing three or four players who who are fit to start and are fit to to play every game in the same manner the likes of Davis and, and Goldson and the likes do. That's the level we need to get to now. We need to make sure that every game we've got the strongest team available that can compete on all fronts because evidently we'll fell short. Again, we've won the league, perfect, brilliant, but we'll fell short and compete on all fronts. You know, We probably should have got to the last day at the Europa. We should have won the League Cup. We should have won the Scottish Cup. And we haven't, so we need to. We need, that needs to be our thoughts in the summer to go and rectify that. The worry, the worry for me is it's took us... It's took us nine years to build up a winning mentality and go and get our hands on silverware. And then right away, that confidence is knocked again. Because if you'd have went and won the next cup, then you've got two and you're on a roll then. You know yourself, if it's like snooker, isn't it? You've got two balls and then you're confident going for the third, the fourth, the fifth, and, and your confidence builds. So we, we've got the confidence of winning the cup, uh, the league story, and then we've went back to being labelled bottles again because that's, what's, that's what happened last night. That's what happened. Aye. We did bottle it, hundred percent. And and Cammy, I understand what Derek's saying there about you know look we're playing Celtic on Sunday, um, you know going for an undefeated season we should be up for it. But if we can't get up for a cup, what chance have we got of the players getting up for the rest of the season? Uh, I it's a it's a bit it's a very good point, but we have to finish the season strongly. You know I'm a, I am a great believer in that. In my finish. opinion, Cammy, we had to win the Scottish Cup. Of course, yeah. listen. You're, you, I, I, but I, again, I'll go back to my last my last point about complacency. I think the players thought they had already won the Scottish Cup. You know, I think you still have to go out and win the games. You still have to go out and put the put the effort in against a side that are battling for a for another for another cup success. You know, listen. We should we should, but again, it's about what we do and how we approach the game. And the players didn't approach the game. Um, the, the subs, by and large, I think Wright done okay when he when he came on. But you know, it's uh, it's we caused their own caused their own problems in this, the game against St. Martin and in the game last night against St. Johnson. How much credit, I suppose, Derek? And we don't like to give credit to other teams, but how much credit has to go to St. Johnston for last night? So uh, a lot of credit. Um... 
I've not seen a Wellis coach team at Ibrox this season. Um, the way they played that three-five-two, which is like a five-three-two, was you know for a born coach like me, it was a joy to watch. You know, nothing we done changed them. You know, they they stuck to their guns and they played their football. Now, you could probably argue it's lack of football, but to be fair to them, you can only work with the tools you've got. And Callum Davison, you know, got a great tune out of them last night. And so so far this season, I honestly think Callum Davison's got a decent career ahead of him. You know, I think that he'll, I think he'll continue to do well St. Johnston for another year or so, and I think he'll get a decent move. I'd actually quite fancy him to, you know, go to Hearts or something like that next if Robert Nielsen will evidently get the sack in October. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think that um, they were well coached. They were well drilled. I love how industrious they are. Ali McCann works his socks off. Liam Craig, who I have zero time for, was mm-hmm. throwing about that part last night as if he was a Dan, which annoyed me. But mm-hmm. we allowed that. So if I can flip that and say that Johnson were organised, they stuck to their task. Great to watch. In terms of a coaching point of view, we I knew they were going to play like that. Mm. You know they were going to play like that. So therefore, Michael Beale and Gerard must have known they weren't going to play like that. And for me, we didn't combat it well enough. You know, we could have done so much more. Everything was in front of them. That allowed them to be narrow. It allowed them to be compact. We, what we wanted to do is get midfielders moving all over the place so that McCann and that had to get dragged out and Liam Craig, because they're not the the most intelligent of football players. Maybe I've been harsh, right? They're hard-working good pros, but when you give them something to think about, they tend to make mistakes. Same with the defence. And we just didn't do that. So, on one hand, I'm saying Callum Davison done a great job, but on the other hand is, we're Rangers, we're at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what they play. They can play 4-3-3, 6-4-0, I don't give a shit, to be honest. We should be better in every department, and we won there, and that's what it comes down to. Ross, you've seen St Johnston obviously more than any of us. Um, did the performance last night surprise you, or was that something that you would have expected for them? No, I told I said that last week. That they, they would fancy their chances. If we got caught cold at all, then St Johnston, St. Johnston could beat us. St Johnston... They're a good side, and they're a good side for a nucleus of young Scottish boys. Do you know what I mean? You've got the three centre halves, um, McCart, Kerr, Gordon, three young Scottish boys that have all played together now for a year, two two years. Mizander in behind them. Then, as uh, Derek says, you've got Liam Craig and Ali McCann, who just, Ali McCann, I've said that before, I posted on Twitter last night as well. Ali McCann's somebody we should be looking at because he plays in the Northern Ireland team alongside Davis. And as you say, he's somebody that will make that run. He'll make that penetrating run. He's like an outfield, but he'll control the ball. He'll, he'll control the midfield. They're, they've got a good side. Um, and I know that uh, he never started last night, but in the boy Kane as well, they've got somebody that's a willing runner who can hold the ball all day long for them. Um, don't get St. Johnson, are, St. Johnson are a good side. And as you say, I get to watch them a lot. And you don't want to on a Rangers podcast say, St. Johnson are a, are a good side. But we're a better side. That's what it comes down to. We're a better side. We're better players all the park. And there's no excuse for us. I say that it would take for them to be exceptionally good and us to be underperforming. And that's what happened last night. And that's what happens in a cup competition. You, you get there complacent. You don't play 100%. The real team does. And you get your pants pulled down in front of everybody. And then I thought, you know, you're a laughing stock again. Because now people are saying, we're bottlers. Mm-hmm. Wait, you just Ali McCann, Ross. 21, I think, at the most. Aye. See, see, for, see, for me, I would. Uh, there's been the usual talk about uh, Lewis Ferguson in the last few days. I would take McCann over Lewis Ferguson every day of the week. You know, I think there's more there's, there's more industry in uh, McCann than you get for Ferguson, in my opinion. He but just turned it in December there. Sorry, I just did a look. Just turned it in December. I think he's got all the attributes to be a to be a top player. You know, he's confident in the ball, he's fit, box to box. Um, probably a bit too soon for him. You know, we're talking about bringing in players four or five in the summer that can start. Is Alan McCann going to start? Probably not. But we definitely should be keeping tabs on him. There's no doubt about it. If he keeps going the way he's going, there's no reason why why he can't. I mean, look at Scott Arfield, who's been a fantastic player for us. He started at Falkirk. You know, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yep. You can't just say, oh, he's playing well for St. Johnston, so we just forget about him. Because some of our greats have came from teams like St. Johnston. So I would definitely be keeping tabs on him. He's got all the attributes. And nobody will know him better than Stephen Davis then. Yep. So hopefully, hopefully think, they're, they're already doing it. Yeah, I think the likes of next, next season, if you were to get him in the summer, 
you have to give Davis another year, see if we've done what we've done with Scott Wright, bulk him up, get him to learn the shape. He would have a year where he could come in and out the team um, sporadically whenever Davis needs a rest or Kamara needs a rest. Or you could bring him in sporadically, but I'll tell you one thing, in a, in a team with better players, I reckon he would be a standout. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying he would come and sit on the bench for a full season, the boy. That's how highly I rate him. Well, Derek, Derek, the, the, the whole, before, you, before you answer that, Ross, right, Derek, if, if Ali McCann was at Rangers yesterday, would he have played in that game? Uh, Rebo would be further forward now. Yep. Nah, so that would have solved that problem. So let's just sign but, him, fuck it. But then, <laughs> then, but then you need to flip that and go. Yeah, yeah. I know. You, don't want to, you don't want to stunt the boys' development because if Jack's fit and Arfield's fit, he isn't start. But so uh, also, also, also in his current forum, current age, current development, if he was in that Rangers team, would he get his fair share of games? Well, it was evidently so because we needed to, we needed a midfielder last night. Well, Jack's injury prone, unfortunately. Davis is, um, you know, thirty six now. I think thirty seven yeah. coming up. Yeah. Thirty six, thirty seventh in January or something like that. Anyway, so we need to be looking at replacements. Now, would I be happy if Davis left and Alan McCann came in for the start of next season? Probably not. But you know, mm. there's no harm in like Ross said, bring him in. I mean, I think I could learn to play centre mid after Stephen Davis, you know what I mean? So, a guy that's already an international player is only going to benefit from, from being about the club. And to be honest with you, I don't know how much it would cost. I can't see it being that much, yeah? No, I would well. No. No, I don't, even, I don't even know. So, he's definitely a cheaper option than Lewis Ferguson. Oh, he's a better all-round player at this moment than Lewis Ferguson for me. Uh, he's doing things. You know, he's... Finishing top six with Johnston, he's won a cup. Hopefully, he might go and win another one. So he's doing better than Lewis Ferguson at this moment in time for me. So he's a full yeah. international as well. So you know, definitely, mate. I think definitely we keep tabs on him. Personally, for me, and listen, if we end up signing Lewis Ferguson, then I'll support him as a Rangers player, one hundred percent. I don't want Lewis Ferguson anywhere near our club. I, See, I don't. I don't like the type of player that he is. I don't. See, I don't appreciate the type of player that he is. Right, I get that. Right. But that's the player you love to have on your team. Oh no, listen, I get it for that point of view. Yeah, I get it for that point of view. Aye, but we sign Lewis Ferguson and I guarantee he gets more red cards than Alfredo Morelos. Well, maybe, but I think we lack a bit of steel at the moment. Oh, we totally lack steel. But we need a a player with steel with intelligence. And I don't think Lewis Ferguson's got that. I think I think uh, we are McCann has got that intelligence. He positions himself quite well. You never see him diving in rash, but he, he makes a lot of interceptions and stuff. Loved his tackle when someone was, was nearly through last night. No, I didn't love it. I hated it. It was a great You're talking about midfielders that can do both, and he certainly can. Mm-hmm. You know, he can. He, he does the doggies. He, he, he's good on the ball, and he, he can go back the way and forward. So, listen, I think he's a good player. He's, his bet. he's good in the, anything in the league out with Rangers for me, so yes. certainly should be. You don't want him going elsewhere and, and losing him. Because if he goes down south and he has a good season, and I'm not putting him in the same bracket as McGinn, but then then you're, you're never going to get players like that. You know, you're talking 20, 30 million if they make 10 appearances in the Premiership, aren't you? So, yeah. listen, it'd be daft to let him go without at least, you know, inquiring about him. Price has got to be right, and you want to make sure you don't stunt his development, but he's definitely a player that I would be looking at. I think that we've obviously we've, we've signed the, the the boy on the, the pre contract for Bournemouth, um, which is a he's, he's a midfield player. I'm at the stage now that I I almost don't consider Aribo as one of a midfield three option. Aribo plays, mm-hmm. so in my opinion, I'm not saying Ali McCann is going to turn us into winning win the Champions League, but you bring him in and another midfield player. Mm-hmm. And almost say right, Aribo, you are you the the yeah, wide right, right, the wide right yeah. position is the yeah. only position that I consider you playing, and you make sure that you have Jack, Kamara, Davis, Arfield, McCann, for example, and one other as five strong midfield options that can play across the the, the three positions. For me. But one of, one of the two signings in the summer has to be a starting number eight. I've, I've said this for months and months and months, and it has to be uh, a top priority. I know it'll depend on which players leave. I think Kamara, there's a, a, a distinct possibility he could be one of the one of the departures. Yeah. So if, if he leaves, then you're, you're in a position where you, you, you potentially need more. you know. But with regard to Aribo, Aribo for me is part of the front three and nowhere yes. else. 
100%. Put it this way, see if Kamara goes for decent money, which he will. If he goes, it'll be decent money. There's no denying that. Yeah. You, you bring in McCann plus the other, you know, for half the money. You'd probably be quite happy with that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Not that we want Kamara to go, but that, that's just reality of it. You know, someone's leaving. I think, I think as well, you look at the age of the midfielders we've got. You've got Jack, who's a bit injury-prone, touching 30. Arfield, early 30s. You've got Davis, who's now... This will probably be the last year or maybe a, a push another year after that. So you're yeah. going to bring in a young boy at 21 who's going to learn the formation, grow into being a Rangers player, um, if you are interested. But you know what? As well, we're talking about Aaron McCann here because he's somebody that we see on a weekly basis. Well, I see him on a weekly basis anyway, but Ross Wilson could know somebody who's double the player Aaron McCann mm. is playing, in the, playing in the Sudan League or something. Do you know what I mean? And we just don't know about him yet. It's because... To be fair, the recruitment's been spot on, and I would trust whoever it is that this this club decide to bring in because the recruitment's been really, really, really strong. Mm. So I, I, on that point, right, I just seen uh, Cammy talk to someone on Twitter there before I come on. Now you're, you're saying the recruitment is strong, and I, I, the guy's speaking sense here. Um, not one of the signings we made last season is good enough to get in starting eleven at the moment. Ah, uh, I know. By the way, that's true. Do you know what I mean? And I never, I'd honestly never thought about that. Now, again, me being the guy, I'm looking to argue both sides. I don't like to sit in the, I like to sit in the fence. We needed squad depth, and that's what we got. You know, mm-hmm. boys like Roof and and guys have come in and done a great job at coming off the bench and playing when Morelos etc are not available. But the guy's spot on. We've not signed someone. You go, he's starting, hundred percent starting. And mm. that's what we need to do this summer. We need to sign three or four that are going to, you know, take the position off yeah. Stevie Davis, mm. off Hollander, you know, and, and go and be the number the number five, the number six or whatever it is. And that's that's where we need to evolve this season before we get our Champions League. What what uh, what Derek was Derek was referring to, I mean, I think my response to the to the to the guy's point was all the players have still have contributed massively across the course of the season. But Every single player in our first choice starting eleven can be upgraded, and that is the job that Ross Wilson and the recruitment team have now and moving forward. Whether it's the best player in the team or somebody that is hanging hanging in there as part of the starting eleven, we should always be looking to get better, and that's that that's the the challenge that um, that Ross Wilson has, and I think Ross nailed it with regard to. We are talking about players that we are seeing. Ali McCann's obviously topical because you've obviously you've watched him and he, he looks a he, he looks a promising player. But equally, uh, Ross Wilson, will have scouted players and have have a, a dossier of uh, available options that that might be um, the thing that I like about the the guy is that he he will know the league, you know, which I think is a is sometimes a. A factor as well, you know. But um, aye, that's that's my my thoughts on that one. We just need to always be trying to get better. So I was going to go back to the to the game a wee bit. Um, I don't know if I want to, but I think we will. Um, Ross, what, I know, I know. Every time I, I was getting all happy about the transfer talking Ross Wilson <laughs> and what positions we need, and the. Fucking game last night floats back into my head. Uh, <laughs> Ross, refereeing performance last night. Um, Derek mentioned it on the live reaction last night. Um, it sounds like sour grapes when you get beat. Um, but I thought the referee was absolutely dreadful. I can't, do you know how bad it is? I've not watched the game back, which you really should when you're doing podcasts so that you can inform people of tactics and decisions. Um, I can't even remember the boy's name who should have been sent off. Wotherspoon, there you go, should have been sent off. There was uh, umpteen other decisions that he made that were baffling for both sides. It was That's the kind of thing that can go and spoil a game. Thought, um, I, I thought Wotherspoon's, he's reckless, he's got a straight leg. That's the one. Uh, you know, how did I forget? With a straight leg. Um, and, and Hadji actually does great to be able to get out of the way without getting his leg caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Spoonie, I wouldn't say, is that kind of player, having watched him. But in that occasion, he's, he's been rash. It's just, I mean, ascending off. I think Rooney at the back post, the cross comes in, 
gives Buff a wee shove when he's gone and maybe header ran in, which is that should be a penalty and he's not made a conscious effort to play the ball. Is that a red card? I don't know. I don't even know what that rule is anymore. They keep changing the rule every five minutes. Yeah, oh, you may play a valid attempt at the ball, so it would have been aye. a red card. You've also got the one where Kano's been booked and he absolutely smashes Golton on the halfway line mm-hmm. an extra time and doesn't get a second booking and mm-hmm. then he goes on to, to, to score the goal that eventually takes him. So there, there was, as I say, it, you say it sounds like um, sour grapes, shoulda, woulda, coulda. At the end of the day, the referee never gave us a decision, but we got ourselves in a position where we shouldn't have lost the game. So I don't think... Obviously, I sound as if I'm blaming the referee, but um, he, made, he made poor decisions, I felt I... Um, but no ones that the referee never cost us a game last night earn an ability to show up and perform did is what I'm trying to say no, the, the, the referee never cost us a game last night Derek but if Wotherspoon's sent off and by the way Ross I've only seen him play a handful of times I don't like the guy can't stand him <laughs> right um, I'm just being honest with you I can't stand him I, think, I just think never mind anyway um if he's sent off there, Derek, that completely derails St Johnston's whole game plan work ethic. Why? Yes, I mean, if the referee does his job, they're probably down to eight men last night because Alan McCann should have been sent off. He pulled one of Rebo's shots, didn't receive a, a booking, then took a tackle five minutes later and got booked again. So, listen, you're right. Um, there were so many things were wrong. Uh, the referee... Aye. It's, it's not sour grapes when you when you highlight it, you know, even when you win. The referees in Scotland's not been good enough this year. Uh, many years, but if we can just talk about this year. Yeah. St. Johnson lose a player, they lose the energy, they lose their shape, and we probably go and take control of the game. But to be honest, we should have done that with 11 aside anyway. So Yeah, we uh, should have. Looking at us and looking in the way, but you can still highlight the fact that the referee, the referee wasn't good enough. He got the big decisions wrong. And even at my low level of football, you're taught get the get the big things right. And you mm-hmm. you usually get away with it, and you can take that into the professional game. And he didn't get the big things right, and therefore he's been criticised and, and rightly so. I don't know if you want to add to that, Cammy, before we kind of go into a wee bit of individual performances. But if you've got anything to add to the refereeing performance, I really need to stop myself sometimes before I say things. If you've got anything to add to that, fire away, my friend. Just a shake no. of the head, no. All right, okay then. Fair <laughs> enough, that'll do. <laughs> right, um, obviously it's it's difficult to go into the players individually because pretty much every single one of them had a honker. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm picking on this guy, Cammy, um, but I have noticed over the last maybe three, four, five weeks, Borna Barisic, um, we don't seem to be getting anything from him. His delivery last night, again, was poor. There was a couple of decent deliveries, right? But you expect that for a Croatian international. Um, but his delivery's been poor. His work rate doesn't seem to be up there. He's, he doesn't, And he looks void of confidence, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Uh, potentially not devoid of confidence, but I think he's, uh, he's probably subconsciously aware that he has a Euros coming up in the summer. And mm. I think uh, he is... I'm not saying he's not trying, but I think he's probably managing his effort um, for the for the remainder of the season. Uh, I don't believe he will be there next season. I think he probably already knows that he won't be there next season. Um, so I don't know subconsciously if that's um, that, that's having a, an impact. The what the one thing in the game last night, I thought we reverted back to past mistakes where we got the ball wide throw crosses in, got the ball wide, throw crosses in. And it was almost like it brought back a lot of bad memories to to, to last season where we, we weren't showing the, the sort of invention and the, the guile to, to break it through. And over the course of this season, we have we have found different ways to win. But I thought at points last night, um, we were just getting the ball wide, firing in crosses and hoping that something was going to happen. And the delivery... Uh, I think we spoke about it. By and large, I don't think the delivery was good enough from from both sides of the park. But I Borna's one of the ones that I think certainly since the the league title was was clinched, his levels have uh, his levels have dropped dramatically. Has that Derek got anything to do possibly? And and I want to stick up for Borna because he's a Rangers player. I think he's a fantastic player, um, and I, and I love him. 
has that has his um, performances get anything to do with Tavernier being injured? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, they are definitely better as a kind of double pronged attack. I do agree with that. I think teams are almost man marking them though. Mm. I think teams are making it more difficult. I mean, see, try to get space in that five-three-two last night in the wide areas when you've got Rooney running at you like a stolen motor. It's difficult, <laughs> you know. And Scottish players are kind of maybe not the most technical, but I tell you what, they're grafters. You know, mm-hmm. and you need to earn every inch you get on that football pitch. And for me, Rooney's a, a big honest pro. That's you know not going to make life easy. And I think the, the league's full of them. So there's a bit of um, people know how to play against them, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit of uh, tactical awareness of the teams that stop the ball going to them. And also when they get it, they're right on them. They don't give them that yard. He's not a winger. He's not going to drop the shoulder and get away from people. He needs that yard of space to, to put that pinpoint delivery in. So I, I get, it has dropped a bit. There's a few reasons for that. And, and one of them could be Tav. Uh, but for me, it's more the teams are they're man-marking fullbacks. Mm-hmm. You know? Fullbacks are not used to dealing with that, and it's hard to to get away. He's not got the athleticism that Tav has um, to get away from that. But it's just a few things. But I agree with Cami. I also think that uh, Borna will be the one to go next year. You know what? For me, he leaves a, a Rangers a Rangers legend in my eyes. Any player that's won that league for us this year is is a legend. He stuck about. He could have probably left before now, and he didn't. He stuck it out, and he and he's got his reward. So, yep. you know, he's Croatia's number one left back. He'll go to the Euros and he'll start. You know, he's, he's a great player that's just maybe having a bit of dip in form. That happens. Happens to everyone. Oh, it does. And and, and last night, Ross, as well, Ryan Kent. Um, Ryan Kent, I, I don't know if this is fair to say, it was a typical winger's performance last night. There was a couple of moments from him where he was like, Derek said about wingers, he was dipping his shoulder, he was running at defenders, but just for, for the majority of the night, things just didn't seem to be coming off for him. He was receiving passes and the ball was going under his feet. He, was, he wasn't really beating a man. But, and the thing I've always said about Ryan Kent is he never stops trying. But just maybe last night just wasn't his game. For um, big, big Rooney was just too, just too big an obstacle for him. As, as Derek says there, he never had space to knock the ball by him and run. So see when you're when Rooney's standing on the wing and you're trying to go by him and you've got a, right, a right-sided centre-half standing in there as well, there's no space to go on either side. Um, and it's at that point there where I'm looking for maybe Scott Wright on the other side, somebody that's going to have a bit of jiggery-pokery that can help disrupt the defences and maybe switch wings and stuff. We never got that through Hadji. Hadji, Hadji for me last night, stifled a lot of our play because these spaces weren't getting opened up. Johnson never bothered their ass with Hadji because Hadji didn't look a threat for me. Mm-hmm. So that I think when we've got our front three and you saw it last week against Celic, Aribo, Ken, Morelos, there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of people don't know who to mark. Last night we Kent was stuck out on the left. Morelos was fighting with three centre halves and you had um, Hadji on the right who had any really hand called for dissenting, so I think that stifled Kent's play as well. No, that's a, that's a fair shout. And, and actually, Cammy, um, somebody who's been brought up quite a lot um, since last night's game, some of it fair, some of it a bit unfair, in my opinion, is Kmar Roof. Um, I, I just, what do you think his performance? And what, what do you make his performances over the last kind of three, four, five games? Uh, well, just. Over the course of the season, I think he had a, a really hot spell, probably six, eight weeks before Christmas. I think um, when Morelos wasn't wasn't playing at his best, I think he's been in and out with injuries, and I think it I think it shows. He doesn't look uh, anywhere near um, the sort of level that he gave us earlier in the season. He's made a couple of poor decisions with regard to game management that's cost certainly contributed in the last two in the last two games against St Johnston. But I think he's a player that I referred to Gerard having conversations. Um I think he needs a full pre season mm-hmm. and he needs to hit the ground running next year, which I know will be difficult because he's obviously suspended for the for the Champions League qualifiers. But there is a a part of me wonders if um, if interest came from down south, if uh, it was a, a bit of a, 
unacceptable the size if we would uh, consider consider moving him on because over the course of the season he's done okay but I expected uh, I expected more from him. I think can I jump? I think what sums up Kemar Roof in Scotland for me is the way he comes onto the park. The first game he came in and he had fucking essentially Nokia thirty three tens doing his legs and see the shin pads and his socks rolled away doing his ankles. And the first thing I said watching it was, "Fuck that'll no last long. He'll need to get real size shinies and stuff on up here. He'll get kicked fuck out of." It. See now. He's still cutting about like that. He went to take a penalty last night and I said it on Twitter. He looked like a wee boy that had lost his PE kit. Jumper all hanging up him, socks all around his ankles. He just looks, he looks to me like somebody who, if you know yourself, if you're playing against your hatchet men in Scottish football, you would be prepared for that. And it, it gives me the impression that he doesn't want to get stuck in. Do you know what I mean? It, it looks to me as if, if there's a 50-50 and he's going in for it with a Lewis Ferguson or a player or a... a, a is he going to go in full-blooded when he's not even got the right protection on? I don't care what anybody says. The shin guards is playing with a size. Sundico, they're about that size. That fucking SIM card. <laughs> Derek, your thoughts on uh, Kmaru? I think it's a player that's been blighted by injury this season. He's not really got a good run going. I don't see any any worries about him in terms of quality. He scored some big goals. Uh, I just think he's been interrupted and not really got a flow. Um, he did, as Cammy said, before Christmas and he Scored some vital goals for us. Benfica won at Mother, a couple at Motherwell. Uh, a couple of books against Motherwell. He's been a big player. He's not performed well since that last injury for me. I think he needs a proper pre-season. He needs a good six to eight weeks of not getting any injuries. Um, yeah. He's probably yeah. not in my, my first 11 no. anymore. I'd say Aribo probably plays now right wing before him, which I would not have thought of maybe in November. December thing. But you know, we are where we are. He needs to lift levels. If we want to achieve what we want to achieve next season, uh, but you could probably say six or seven are the same. Um, so I'm not overly worried about Roof at the moment. I just think he needs a, a good pre season and hit the ground running in August. And I think we'll we'll see the benefits of that. If Morelos Morello, leaves and he's a number nine, I'm probably slightly worried. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and get him a run of games first before I put him in the bin. On individual performances, Cammy, we've, we've spoken about the players. Enough. Let's speak about the manager. Um, how much blame do Steven Gerrard and his backroom team take for that defeat last night? Um, at, at the end of the day, the, the, the players, they've put the players on the park, but I, I do think there was that wasn't the starting 11 that they would have wanted to set up. I don't think that would have been the plan when he's rested players during the, when he's rested players during the week. I blame the. To be honest, I blame the players for not seeing the game out. You know, rather than criticising uh, the manager and uh, the manager and the coaching staff. To be honest with you, the players on the park haven't they, haven't they played well enough and haven't uh, haven't they seen the game through. So I'm no, I'm no, uh, I'm disappointed, but I'm not uh, throwing the gaffer under a bus. No, no, it's just not about throwing them under a bus, Ross. It's about saying, look, was there anything? he could have done differently last night. Uh, any mistakes that he made last night, for example, um, taking Morelos off? For... I think, yeah, sorry, I think the, I think one of the mistakes we made was taking seven bodies at the team during the week, to be honest with you. I felt as if all season we've been at our best when we've played Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. So we'd had a few weeks off there where it was sporadic games and then this cup competitions came in and, and we've, we've really come off a slope with our performances. And I thought that there was a chance there to go Celtic, St. Johnson, St. Johnson, Celtic, four games in two weeks, and and just keep the right team, keep it going through, and, and get that momentum back up again and finish the season strong. Um, so so I thought I thought right away that that was something that, that he made, he got wrong during the week. Last, last night, for me... Um, no, we're talking about people coming in in the summer and proving they've got what it takes to be a Rangers player and seeing pathways to the first team and that. For me, the boys, I'm going to go back to him again, the, boy, the boys Scott Wright's done everything that we could ask for him the last few weeks and he still can't get a start. He, he can't get a start when it matters and we're playing people who have maybe not been at the top of our game. Last night, um, when we bring on... Uh, 
Ruth for Morelos. Again, we're bringing on somebody who we've spoken about on the podcast is maybe not the top of his game. His touch has not been in it. And we're taking that for the best chance of a goal to bring him in. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 it's hard to be critical of Gerard because nine times out of ten or forget, 36 times out of 36 this season in the league, he, he's picked the right team and done the right things. But mm-hmm. twice in cup games were came unstuck. So it is a worry. It is, it is. And uh, so, Derek, what, final word to you. It's been a bit of a depressing podcast, this, isn't it? Um, final word to you on the, on, on the management. Just in last night's game, look, just because you criticise the management for one game doesn't mean you're criticising the management for a full season, I think. And I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, some of the reaction on Twitter last night, I, I think, was a bit outrageous. Some of the comments directed towards some people were, were, were completely out of line. Um, so just because you have an opinion on one game doesn't mean that's your full opinion on the whole fucking season. But but sorry, Derek, on to you. Uh, last point, mate, about the management then. Could they have done anything different last night? Yes, they could have. They could have done something different. They could have, as, as Ross 100% said, football's momentum. For me, the team should not be changed that much on Wednesday night. Mm. We should have got one up there, got a good two or three now win, set a stall out, took them back to iBooks, maybe made one change, two changes, whatever, and gone and done the business. They've enough rest in their legs to do that. Um, for me, we are better when we're playing constantly and, and we're, at, we're almost at a limit. You know, we seem to perform better when we're at a limit. He shouldn't have taken Morelos off. You, for me, you never take a goal scorer off the pitch when you need one. It's not as if he was playing badly. I missed a couple of chances, but he was getting in the right positions and his hold-up play was excellent. That totally went when he went off. Um, I think his hands was forced on the Aribo decision because we had no one else to play so I can't really criticise that too much uh, but for me um, probably right should have started instead of Hadji so if we put all them together I'm saying aye he could have done something different let's be honest he's got it more right than wrong this season he's improving as a manager sorry my dog's gone mental in the background because <laughs> it's, it's, it's lunchtime for him um, he, he could have um, he could have um, played right and he could have got the substitutions right. But listen, Gerard's delivered for us this season, big style. He's still got a wee bit more um, leeway in the tank, but it's a big summer. For me, it's just a bigger summer this year as it was last year. We need to get recruitment spot on again, and we need to go and hammer home the advantage that we've got ourselves to make sure we win 56. Yeah, well, listen, we better finish up there before your dog bites your leg off. <laughs> uh... No, I mean, he's been so patient. I can't, can't handle him. <laughs> Uh, Derek Ross Cammy guys listen thanks very much uh, thank you for listening if you if you managed to make it all the way to the end and you're uh, watching on YouTube like share and, and subscribe and all that good stuff um, I, I, I didn't want to make it as depressing as what it turned out to be but unfortunately when you lose in a cup game that you expect to win it's obviously going to sound depressing um, we'll be back later on in the week with our uh, Friday podcast, which will look ahead to the Celtic game. And of course, we will have live match reaction after that Celtic game. So thank you for everybody who's tuning in and we shall speak to you very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.